The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by the SGPN Merch Store. Use promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off everything in the SGPN Merch Store. I'm just about that action, boss. with another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guy. It's me, really real, villain real, Terrell from Junior here at your service. And we are talking AFC West draft needs today. Got my guy Scott Studio Rochelle with me. Scott, what's going on? You're on mute, Scott. So yeah. nobody all good. Uh, it's good to be back. Looking forward to going through some NFL draft coverage. It's kind of lost in the shuffle a little bit. You know, you got the basketball playoffs, you got the hockey playoffs, baseball is underway one month in, give or take. And yet we have the NFL draft coming up soon. I feel like even though people acknowledge its existence, they might not realize that, you know, it's really closing in and we're about a week away from the NFL draft. So looking forward to. Uh, really just breaking it down and eventually seeing the NFL draft unfold in a week or two. All right. And I mean, J Mark Rod and Moneyline Mac have done a really, really good job of rolling through the, the NFC coverage so far, giving you previews and draft needs and everything. So I just feel like we have a high, a high standard, a high standard. And it was only right that I, as president of the Patrick Mahomes fan club was brought on to talk about the AFC West. And so we will start at the top of the AFC West, Kansas city chiefs defending super bowl champions, Patrick Mahomes, two time super bowl champion, two times, uh, two time MVP, super bowl MVP. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, Currently, division odds at minus 160. Their win total for the season is... Where is their win total at? What is that, 11 and a half? Yeah, yep, 11 and a half minus 110. And they have a decent amount of picks in this year's draft. Let's go through here and pull up all their draft picks. But... So we have the team won the Super Bowl a year ago. Last time they won the Super Bowl, they came back and drafted a running back in the first round. That proved to be Clyde Edwards Alaire. And now here we are. What was that? Four years, three, four years removed from that Super Bowl. And they're still having running back issues. So what are the Chiefs looking for in the draft this year? So for me, I feel like the main two spots they could look for is either going to be on the defensive line just for a little bit of extra, I'd say, depth, or if they want to look maybe for a wide receiver. They still are going to get production no matter what because Mahomes is so good he can make any receiver look good. They They did lose Juju, which is a bit unfortunate for them as he was actually pretty good last year. Uh, you're looking at Tony who really can't stay healthy, but we know how good he can be when he is on the field. Sky Moore had moments last year, but he was mostly a 
like a, a bubble screen guy for the most part. He really didn't have much of a role there. It would not surprise me if they went for some type of big body receiver, somebody who could be used as a serious threat in the red zone, or maybe they'll go for some offensive line depth. But I feel like the Chiefs, at the end of the day, we know that with Mahomes, this team is Super Bowl or bust every year. And we know that with them really just maintaining most of the core guys, Mahomes and Kelsey, et cetera, they can figure out the rest and it'll probably work out at least for most months. And then we'll see if they can get it done in the postseason. But to make the AFC title game every year and you're wondering what exactly you need in today's NFL and in a pass-happy league, you could always have more wide receivers. You could always have more pass rushers. I think the Chiefs go in one of those two directions. Running back, I don't think they're going to go because they found Pacheco, who I think actually has turned into a very nice diamond in the rough, who they drafted very, very late in – it was last year's draft, right? He was a rookie last year? Yes. So he was a very late pick, and he turned out to be a very solid piece for them. So I think he's going to be the running back of the future because he's kind of shown that he can thrive in this offense. But offensive line could, in theory, use some more depth. But I do think they're going to probably address either the defensive line or they're going to address the wide receiving core because of who already left in the offseason. And they still, I don't think, can fully rely on Canarius Tony because of the durability concerns. So if I had to guess, I'd go wide receiver, but maybe a defensive lineman. I mean, well, we got to and also take into account the fact that the Chiefs have 10 picks in this draft. They have a first yeah. rounder, second rounder, third rounder, two fourth rounders, fifth rounder, two sixth rounders, two seventh rounders. So they're probably going to address all of these positions, but it's more of where do they go in the top of the draft? Where is that first round pick going? Where is that second round pick going? Where is that third round pick going? And I agree. I think that without a doubt, more than likely, one of those two first-round picks is a wide receiver. And, you know, they had conversations with Odell Beckham Jr. There was a conversation about getting DeAndre Hopkins. But looking at the pass catchers, somehow they're worse because you don't have Juju that is re-signed this year. And so you're basically, you know, Travis Kelsey and then Tony, who you never know how long he's going to stay on the field. You talked about Sky Moore. Scantling is still out there as well. Like, I think I agree with you. They do kind of need a bigger body receiver. But the question is, who kind of fits that mold towards the end of the draft? Like, who is going to be still on the, on the board that is have that opportunity? I think they go for probably another speedster. I'm not going to lie. Like, somebody that can... While being quick, being a possession wide receiver rather than somebody that blows the top off the defense like we know Scantling can do, like we know Tony can do. So I expect to see them go wide receiver. But the next big thing is on the defensive line and that edge and having somebody on the other side of George Kalafagas, who was really, really good last year. They selected him in the first round, and he was really, really good last year. And he's going to be one of the next, like, great, Chiefs defensive ends and so uh, I'm very interested to see what they do there probably later on in the draft just to get some more depth pieces on that defensive line and to fill out that defensive line because at the end of the day Patrick Mahomes is going to put points on the board with anybody and I think that's the thing to remember like it doesn't matter he showed us last year where everybody said this offense was going to take a step back because they didn't have Tyreek Hill and they had one of the more productive offensive seasons by a team and so now I think that I, 
this is where I expect to see a whole bunch of defensive acquisitions along the defensive line, along that secondary, along all over the defense, seeing the Kansas City Chiefs just kind of buy into the youth movement on defense, getting a whole bunch of young guys in on defense, allowing Steve Spagnola to go out there and coach up these guys and get great players out of it because you can't go break the bank anymore. Patrick Mahomes contract and kicked in now. So you can't go break the bank on pulling free agents anymore. You got to start homegrown in these guys out the draft. Yeah, also you mentioned Carl Loftus, but I don't think we officially addressed it. Most people probably know this already, but Frank Clark is no longer on the team. And he was the one of their main uh, edge guys for several years. So Carl Loftus is going to get a bigger run next year and moving forward because A, he's really, really good. B, Frank Clark's no longer in his way. But the point is, since Clark is no longer there, they are going to need some depth on that position. Yep. Yep. So that's where that's where I think I, I can absolutely see wide receiver, but I think if they see, you know, it depends on, on the run of wide receivers, honestly. I think it's going to be a high run on wide receivers, and if they feel like that their guy is going to be gone by the time they get there uh, and the last pick of the second round, then they're going to absolutely go and get them with that first pick. But if not, I 100% see them going defense. I think of these 10 draft picks – at least six or seven are going to be on the defensive side of the ball. I think that they go complete full youth movement on defense and uh, just try to get some some type of unit together that can at the very least keep them in the game when the offense is having an off night. Plus, you can make an argument that this is a relatively deep wide receiving class. We'll see how well they translate to the NFL, but it does seem like there is a lot of quality prospects available that you could potentially get in a day two or a day three selection at the wide receiver spot. So if I had to guess where I think the Chiefs are going to go, I would probably go for like a Will McDonald type out of Iowa State. Edge rusher kind of fills all the spots that they kind of need to fill on that defensive line, mostly for depth, but I think he has enough potential to cause him to be still a force in his rookie season, and he could provide some meaningful moments for that team. If I had to pick one guy, I'd probably go Will McDonald the fourth. You? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I'll ask you this: you you think they're going edge rusher first round, right? I, like I said, I think that it depends on the run of wide receivers. I think if it's yeah, a heavy okay. run on wide receivers, they're going wide receiver, and they're just going to cut their losses. Just go ahead and go get their guy. But if if there's not this heavy run on wide receiver and wide receivers begin to fall, then they say, hey, there's still some guys in the back that we like. We can get them in the second round. We're going for a defensive end. So I think it's a it's a pass rusher or it's a wide receiver. Okay. Well, I'll ask you this, though. if Who would you rather have out of these wide receivers that might be available at 31? Now, you said it would be a run of wide receivers. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. But if I told you you had a choice between Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, and Josh Downs for Kansas City, who Addison. would you pick out of those three? Addison. You pick Addison? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for, pretty confident Addison there. All right. Once again, none of those guys might be available, but I'm just going to – I just figured I'd throw it out there because you're assuming one of those three guys should make it to the Chiefs' selection. Yeah, I think it is downs, but um, – because I think Addison and Flowers would be gone. But I, I agree, but I'm – If just, I had to pick between those three, I'm going Addison for sure. There's also the chance the Chiefs trade up because you said they have 10 picks, so they might trade up if they really like a guy. Yeah. That would be a nice move. All right. 
next team on the docket, we have the actually before we get to that, let's talk about underdog fantasy because it's best ball draft season and you can already lock into your NFL best ball drafts with underdog with a guaranteed half a million dollars in prizes. Plus, you can do daily plays in NHL, NBA, and MLB. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right. On to the next team in the division. We have the Los Angeles Chargers, who did make the playoffs last year. They are sitting at a win total of 9.5 wins, minus 115. Looking over here at their division odds, what are they to win this division? Plus 340. Holy crap, for the second best odds. All right. Uh, 21st overall pick in the first round. I mean, there's a lot of ways to look at this Chargers team. You could say it sounds like they need a running back because they refuse to draft. Um, they refuse to not draft, but they refuse to re-sign to the contract that he feels like he deserves. Austin Eckler. So it sounds like Austin Eckler could potentially be traded out the door. You know, the wide receiver issues that they've had. They're always looking to put bodies on that on that defensive line, especially on the opposite side of Joey Bosa. And so and then tight end, tight end sneakily is a really is a position that they just kind of been figuring out over the course of the years. And you have uh, Donald Parham, XFL God, as some of the people on the network like to prefer, proclaim him as. Uh, who else? Who, who else did they rotate through there? I think it was Cook one year that they had Cook going through there running. Like they they just been having a rotating door at tight end, so they could be looking to solidify the tight end position. What do you have here for the Los Angeles Chargers and what they'll be looking for? So I do think it would make sense if they wanted to go wide receiver just to give Herbert another weapon. I wasn't really a fan of how they used Herbert last year. I know his stats were okay, but I feel like with his arm strength, they should be giving him more options to throw the ball down the field. Now, we know Keenan was a bit banged up last year, but he's mostly a possession guy. You have Mike Williams, who's a very good big play receiver, but he's never healthy. I feel like him and Hyatt are a match made in heaven because Hyatt can just run extremely, extremely fast. And when you have a Herbert rocket arm who can get him the ball, that could be a lot of fun, and that could take the top off the defense. So if I had to pick one guy that I would have liked to see the Chargers draft, it would be Hyatt. However, the Chargers in the last couple of years have been really focused on addressing either the trenches or the defense because defense still hasn't really gotten much better. They're not good against the run. Uh, which has always been an issue under Staley. But if I had to pick one guy that I want them to take, it would be Hyatt. And I'm hoping they would just give their star quarterback a present, and that's kind of how they'd go about it. But if the Chargers ended up going uh, with a defensive-minded approach again, and they tried to go for another defensive lineman, maybe a Keon White type out of Georgia Tech, I wouldn't mind it because they did blow a 27-point lead in a playoff game. But... I do think if I had to pick one guy, I hope it's Hyatt, but I think they'll probably take a defensive guy. So I'm actually thinking that they're going tight end. And I wouldn't mind that either. I I would like a weapon for Herbert. Do you have a preference over between Meyer and Kincaid? 
if you're that is exactly what I was about to get to. And while it sounds like the Dalton Kincaid stuff has absolutely taken off, and you've talked about that earlier on during our mock draft that mm-hmm. you really like Kincaid as one of the best tight ends on here. So it sounds like the Kincaid stuff has taken off and he's more than likely going to be going ahead of Michael Mayer. I think that is Mayer. I think that Kincaid goes early and Mayer falls to them at 21 where they cannot resist. They lock up the tight end position. They get somebody that feels like, I mean, especially looking at this, like, come on, just think about the division and what the success that they had with Darren Waller for all that time. Travis Kelsey, you know, is the pinnacle of the division and pinnacle of tight ends overall. And I just think that they are going to have this big body, really good with soft hands, able to catch everything his way, tight end in Mayer. And they're not going to be able to resist themselves. And then, you know, you'll probably see Smith and Jigma gone by this point. Uh, maybe Addison gone by this point, too. You're left with Flowers. You're left with Hyatt, Downs, like all these guys. And they're like, mm, these are really good guys. But they're going to be looking at Michael Mayer like, I can't let him fall anymore. And so I, I actually think that. Wow, I can't remember the last time two tight ends went in the first round. I would not be surprised if they went ahead and pulled the trigger on Mayer there at 21. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me either. Uh, I, I do think getting Herbert a weapon would definitely help because the offense, it was okay last year. Once again, Herbert's numbers were fine. But didn't you feel like it could have just been a bit more and there's still some of Herbert's I think they skills suck. that I, I, st- I, okay. think, I think the Chargers suck. I don't think they're that good of a team overall. I think they're vastly overrated. I think Herbert is slightly become I actually starting to feel like Herbert is overrated because just because he's had the same weapons as you know, the same opportunity and the same weapons as other quarterbacks in the league, and they have done more with less. One okay. being being Trevor Lawrence, who actually beat him in that playoff game. And then we talk about, you know, Joey B and how I feel like Joey B. He has, you know, pretty decent-sized weapons compared to Joey B as well, and he hasn't been able to do anything. Like, this has been multiple times that this coaching staff, this quarterback, they have not been able to get it done. And I think it's at some point that we got to call a spade a spade with them. However, I mean, so you're mentioning all the, the quarter- in the world. Yeah, you're mentioning the quarterback. Uh, I, I can understand that argument because Herbert hasn't exactly had much success so far in his career. I think the other Joey B is overrated. I'm not a Joey Bosa guy, and I thought that he got torched in that playoff game. He also had the dumb penalty, which set up the two-point conversion from the one-yard line for Jacksonville. I'm not sold on this defense. I don't think Joey Bosa is that good. I think he's talented. He's constantly injured, and he's also a head case. So I'm not a big fan of him as the main guy on a defense. I like Derwin James a lot. He's never really healthy, which is a problem, but we know how good he is when he is on the field. I can understand your arguments with Herbert uh, because if we're looking at other quarterbacks around the league, we have seen other quarterbacks win more with less. I think the coaching staff is a is a complete dumpster fire for Herbert in his defense. But I understand your point. My main point, though, that I was trying to make was that even if you didn't like the offense and you think that he might be a little bit overrated, we know Herbert does have a lot of quality attributes that we think the current regime 
isn't exactly maximizing or showcasing in their current offensive system. Do we agree on that? Yes. Okay. So, I, I, of course, it's partial on the coaching staff, but I also think it's Justin Herbert as well. Like, I just think that he's – I mean, yeah, he, point, he just fell know, in love with quarterback him. Take over. The guys – yeah, he has an arm. Like, I think he has an arm, and he's one of those guys that's going to be just a really good fantasy quarterback and not very, very good NFL quarterback. I'm not going to put him. Does he remind you of Stafford before the ring, like Detroit Stafford? Yes. that's. So I was trying to figure out what the comp was, and Blake Bortles almost came out of my mind, but I was like, uh, I'm not going to disrespect him to say he's Blake Bortles because Blake Bortles was really, really bad. I don't think Detroit Justin Herbert's that bad. But, yes, Detroit Matthew Stafford, where you have those flashes, you may have a good season here or there, but you're never going to amount to anything. And at this point, he's in the same boat as Detroit Matthew Stafford because he's yet – he's well, I lied. He made the playoffs last year, didn't get a win, but made it. So, I mean – I if only know. he had a Calvin Johnson, which he doesn't have. But, you know, you can hope someday. <laughs> All right. Let's before we get to the next team, let's go ahead and talk about the SGPN merch store because NBA playoffs are here. And until the end of April, you can get 10 percent off anything in the merch store. Use promo code SGPNBA. Head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use promo code SGPNBA to get 10 percent off everything. You can get the rest of Terrorist t-shirt. You can get an NFL Gambling Podcast t-shirt. You can get whatever you would like over at the SGPN merch store. 10% off. Use promo code SGPNBA. All right. Let's move on to the next team in the division, and that is the Denver Broncos with the brand-new head coach that they paid two first-round picks for. Their win total is at 8.5 minus 115. Looking at their division odds, and they are plus 490 to win the division here. All right. I mean, I really don't there's a lot of things. How do I evaluate their season last year? Like it, see was, here. It, was, it was such a disaster, but everyone blamed the coach. And Wilson was terrible, but you're assuming that you're bringing in Sean Payton, who I don't know if. Russell Wilson's officially damaged goods. He's definitely not the guy that he used to be, but it really just comes down to how much stock you're putting into Sean Payton off of a somewhat lengthy coaching layoff of not only being able to bring the Broncos back to relevancy, but also to have a definitive plan on what to do to fix this team. Do you think that they're just blindly going to address the offense because the defense is good and the offense could use some work or do you think it's mostly scheme based so you would think that it, they would address the offense but i'm here to absolutely just gonna put everything into the defense and everything we think that they're gonna do they're not gonna do because it's the fact of they are trying to get caleb williams that that is what he came here for USC guy, man, play him. USC guy coming out here to go get the USC number one overall pick last year. This is it. It's the it for the Russ tour. It's the it for, like, they are just trying to find a way to cut ties with Russ and then end up coming here and going to get Caleb Williams. So 
I throw out everything you think that they're going to do because they're probably not going to do it. This is probably a lost year for the Denver Broncos, and then they're just going to end up with the number one overall pick and go get Caleb Williams. Well, I was going to say, just to be clear, for a lost year, Williams will go number one. So how bad does Denver need to be to get the first pick? Four and 13? Three and 14? By the way, we're not talking Mm. much about their picks because they don't have a pick until the third round. Yeah, no, they don't have it, like anything. Their first pick is 67. They got back-to-back picks <laughs> at 67 and 68. So we're not going to break down prospects in the third round because we don't know who's going to be there and who's going to slide. But the I point just think is, it's defense. I think that they just keep loading up on the defense and they just say, all right, I mean, that, that's what you do when you're tanking. <laughs> so you think they're going to officially be tanking. I don't think they're going to be that bad. I, I think that if, when you bring in Sean Payton, you trade draft capital for him. I don't think Sean Payton wants to sit around for a year. Now, maybe you could be right, and if things go bad early, maybe they wave the flag if they start off 0-4, 0-5. But I think going into this year, Denver probably wins close to like six games, if I had to guess. Their defense is still really good when healthy, and you're hoping that Sean Payton with his game planning could do enough offensively to get them some ugly wins. If you're asking for a prediction here, I think Denver probably goes like 6-11. and 11 or like 7 and 10. So I'm not picking them to be as bad. I'm not picking them to be bad enough to get Caleb Williams, but I like what your head's at. The problem is that Wilson is under contract for a while, and his contract is so bad. I don't even know if you can even draft a quarterback at this point because you're oh, just you stuck paying him a bunch of money. Well, I'm, we've seen, we've seen Pete, not Pete Carroll, but uh, Sean Payton. We've, we've seen Sean Payton not care and just go out there and start whoever, you know, a la Drew Brees. So I, I think that they're going – I, I just don't think that Russ is going to be the long-term answer. Like, he sucks. He sucks. At some point, you just cut either you just, you just contract, cut your losses. I mean, you just cut your losses. You cut your losses. Like, who who cares? You, I would much rather have a rookie out there that can go out there and I'm, I can win eight or seven, eight or nine games with this rookie quarterback and just have the dead cap of Russell, uh, Russell Wilson going on rather than continuously put Russ out there because we paid him and we're winning four or five games. Like, I'm, I'm a big Caleb Williams guy, so it's not exactly, once again, a hot take for me to say that the future number one pick in the NFL draft – I think is good at football. It's not a hot take by me, but I do think he's going to be very good at the next level. And I do think that his mobility could really translate well for him be, to become a franchise caliber quarterback, a franchise leader. So if they would tank and end up doing what you said they're going to do, I'm for it. But I do think with Wilson's bad contract, I don't think the Broncos will be able to just get rid of him and pay him all the money immediately. I feel like there'd be some disagreements about their plan of action with Wilson in the next year or so. I think they'll be bad, but not bad enough to get Caleb Williams, in my opinion. Well, that's because you actually have them drafting a position of need in this draft. I have them going for best available every single chance they get and whether that helps them not or not, position of don't need, it's it's a third rounder like uh, they don't have any picks in the first but i mean round, no so. well you can well you can still draft well and get oh no you can that's get, what i'm saying but like, that's what i'm saying is- i don't think i think that whatever you think they need it does not matter because if the best player <laughs> if the best player in the third round is a kicker guess what they're doing they're drafting that kicker 
Like they are getting whatever, whoever the best person is, whenever their pick comes around, that's where it gets. If it's at a position that, that they're healthy at, it doesn't matter. They're still going to drop them anyway. Yeah. All right. On to the last game and last team, excuse me, the last team in the division. We have the Las Vegas Raiders who have a win total. Oh, where is their win total? Seven and a half at plus 110. Wow. Under. Minus 130 for the under. Like they're going to win eight games. Really? Like they're going to win eight games of all the teams? No. 12 Uh, to 1. 12 to 1 to win the division. They just traded away Darren Waller to the New York Giants. That didn't have anything to do with anything. I just wanted to mention that they traded him away to the New York Giants. All right. I mean, they got Garoppolo, so they got their quarterback, so to speak. Do they? I still, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Oh no, I, like I, I'm not saying that Garoppolo is a, the answer, but since they just paid no, him, they're clearly not going quarterback. Does that? I just see. I don't always agree with that. I don't agree that just because you just paid a quarterback doesn't mean you're not willing to go draft another quarterback. Like I if they do, it's going to be a late means. round guy. I don't see them going anywhere near a quarterback. Yeah, but I mean, we're, I'm not sitting here saying that they're going to go get them with their first pick. But I'm saying, like, I don't think quarterbacks off the table for them. I think if they have somebody that they think that, hey, this guy can be serviceable, we might be able to work this guy. And let's say that, let's say Hendon Hooker falls, and they say, hey, we possibly could do something with him, and we don't have to rush him out of there. We know he's off injury. We got Jimmy Garoppolo. We don't have to. Yeah, we'll take a chance on him. Like I truly think that quarterback is not outside the realm of possibility for them in this draft. I think it could be an option for like a day two or day three guy, but day one, no, they're not. I didn't say day one. I just no, I know. Said, yeah, over draft needs. Saying, like, so we can overall agree on draft that. needs. Yes, overall draft needs. I agree that they are probably going to look hard at quarterback and potentially make a, a quarterback decision later on in draft. I think, though, for the sake of this podcast, we'll only focus on their seventh overall pick, and quarterback's going to go nowhere near them. So, mm, Okay, I don't know. I mean, if, if Will Levis falls down to seven, I think I think that they would take a – they would absolutely take a, a possibility on taking Levis. I just think that it's highly unlikely that Levis falls that far because how much people are so high on him. I'm not. There's even some all, steam but. for Levis going second nowadays, but still. Yeah. So I, I, I think McDaniels is just going to ride with his guy in. Let's in say Stroud. And Stroud. There we go. Let's say, because the, the big thing that everybody's talking about is Houston is not sold on Stroud. And it looks like Carolina's made their, poss- looks like they made their decision to go on Bryce Young, number one. And, yeah. it's, and the big rumor is Houston's not set on Stroud. So let's say Houston goes and gets Levis at two and Stroud falls because nobody else. I don't even know. Somebody's going to fall at some point in the draft. So, yeah. yeah so okay. let's say Stroud falls to seven. I think there is. I think there is a full on possibility that they say, I don't care. We got Jimmy G. Stroud is a guy that we were targeting. We didn't think he'd fall this round, but he fell right to us. We're going to take him because this could be our quarterback of the future. I don't care agree, if I just agree to disagree. Z. I think there's no chance in hell the Raiders take a quarterback at seven, in my opinion. But we'll see. Like I, I think said, they go this defense. Is all high, highly unlikely. I just don't agree with the the concept of oh, we just paid this decent, mediocre quarterback, and now we're gonna go and you know make sh- and not draft the quarterback of the future. Possibly, like no, that just sounds stupid. And if the Seattle Seahawks did that, they wouldn't have a Super Bowl. 
I understand the point that you're making, but I do think that first of all, they wouldn't have they would have a super they wouldn't have a Super Bowl, but Wilson was also not a day one guy or I don't even know if he was a day two guy. I think Wilson. No, but was- I'm just I'm just saying that Stroud is a an amazing quarterback. He has potential to be good in the league. If he falls to you, you're not gonna not pick him because of some oh, we got Jimmy G. I'm sorry. Like if he falls to them at seven, they're going to take him. I, I do think, though, one area, which is why I think that they're not going to take a quarterback early on, is McDaniel's history with Garoppolo. And you might think it's a stupid argument, and I think it is, but I think it's definitely a thing. I think that McDaniel, since he's still in charge somehow, he's still in charge. The Raiders, I guess, don't want to cut ties and give him the buyout money. The fact that McDaniels has so much experience with Garoppolo, I do think he has some, I don't want to say trust from the front office, but I think that he'll be able to persuade the front office into looking at other positions of need because he thinks that since he had success with this guy in the past, he can have success with this guy again. So I think the past experience with each other in New England will sway the Raiders to not take a quarterback, in my opinion. But Yeah, I agree that 100% they would not take a quarterback if there was if Stroud was not there. But if Stroud somehow, some way made it past the – uh, who is it? The Colts is the next team that would need a quarterback. If he somehow, some way made it past them, I don't think that they, I don't, I, they don't fold that opportunity. He's too good. But overall, I, I think they go defense. Personally. It's, it's, it's more than likely going to be defense for the majority of this entire draft. Just for uh, the numbers last year, the Raiders. Weren't really good at anything, but defensively, they did allow 24.6 points per game, which was obviously bottom 10 in the league, bottom 7 in the league. So their defense was really, really bad. Yeah, no. I, and they need help in the secondary. They need help in the trenches. They need help all over the defense. So I, I 100% wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders go out and have a focus of extreme decent – very much defensive heavy focus in this draft, but we'll see because they have an offensive minded head coach. And sometimes those head coaches are just like, Oh, I don't care. I need to get this offense right. And we'll go and we'll, you know, do what we do what you got, coach the guys that we got now and worry about it next year in off season. So, uh, yeah, but at least for wide receiver, they have some guys already. They already have Devonte Adams, you know, Renfro has been a decent piece for them. I think they can. Uh, offensive line is where I'm thinking if they go okay. on an offensive tip. And it's just because of the fact of Jimmy Garoppolo is no good if you don't have a good offensive line. His offensive line was atrocious for the for the Las Vegas Raiders. And so I'm expecting to see that's where I think seven is going. I now defense, I just think that they're gonna they're gonna fold. Like they're gonna fold and they're gonna be thinking about Jimmy Garoppolo. We got this quarterback that's injury prone and we gotta keep him healthy and we're gonna go offensive line. So I think that they're gonna fold and go offensive line, but they very much should try to load up on defense the entire much of the draft. I think they go defense, which kind of goes into my season expectations for this team. I think this team's gonna stink. And I think that one reason is Garoppolo is going to get killed back there. So I think that they might ignore some offensive line concerns to address defense because they think the offensive line is good enough and Garoppolo is going to get decapitated. That's kind of my guess for the season. So I think they go defense here. I know in our original mock draft, I said they would take Joey Porter Jr. Not because of the fact that he should be going seventh, 
but because the Raiders are always the biggest wild card on the board in the first round, and whatever you think they should do, they never do. So I think Porter Jr. is a position is, is a guy that could help them in a position of need that once again is a wild card choice who I think has a certain physicality to him that the Raiders of old would really enjoy having. And I do think that he kind of checks some boxes there, maybe a Witherspoon, somebody in the secondary. I think they're going secondary in this spot. But if I wanted to go for the wild card, what's a pick in a position of need that nobody would expect, but it's the Raiders? I think it's Joey Porter Jr. Yeah, I agree with your take that the Raiders are going to do what, you know, everybody, the thing that, you know, everybody least suspects, but I think that's why you said all the one. Yeah. So, all right. Other than that, you have anything else for the people we've got through all four teams. Um, If you want to briefly talk about the division, no offense to the other three teams. I'm picking Kansas city. I I was about to say it's the chiefs. Like the win total over for Kansas city. I like, I also like the Raiders under the Broncos. I, I, I don't have any faith in Russ at this point, so I'm going to wait and see there, but I'm leaning under on them. The Chargers, I would pick the over if they, if they had any coach that I actually had faith in. Like, if you put Sean Payton on the Chargers, that team could win, like, 12, 13 games. But Staley will always cap their upside because he will blow several games in a regular season by himself. So I got the Chiefs, and I don't think it's really close. I think the Chiefs win this division by... What a couple games, probably. I mean, that is really not. Will the Chiefs win the division? It's by how much will they win the division? If you could find me a prop on that, I will 100% bet it. I think so, the Chiefs win like 13 games. So I, I don't think any other team in the division gets to 11. Maybe one team gets to 11, but I doubt it. So I could um, see the Chiefs winning the division by three games. It's really do I do I think the Chargers are going to get to eleven? And I don't think they get to eleven. So, and I think most people would agree the only chance a team has of actually surpassing Kansas City is if Mahomes gets injured. That's it. Only if Mahomes way. is healthy. He's going to win with anybody. And I bet on Mahomes to stay healthy. That's effectively what you're betting on when you're betting on the Chiefs. Is Mahomes going to stay healthy? Yes. All right, then they're probably going to win the division. Well, their backup now is officially Blaine Gabbard, so they kind of need uh, Mahomes to stay healthy. All right. Anything else for people before we get up out of here? Not really. Uh, it was fun going through the AFC West. We'll be back once again next week to go through the AFC East, which should be fun. But I got really nothing more to add. You? No, no. I have nothing else other than, I mean, it was a fun ride with Patrick Mahomes. We'll see if they can get it going with the big new cap hit of $40 million, I think it is, this year. So, oh, that's interesting. Well, that has nothing to do with NFL. But, all right, other than that, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube at NFL Gambling Podcast. Follow us at SGPN NFL on Twitter. Other than that, oh, and reviews. We need reviews. Reviews, reviews, reviews. Please do that. Other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending podcast. Just going to end it like this. We are out of here. <laughs>